Grace of Giving, Chapter 14, Rebirth of the Spirit. For you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring Word of God. 1 Peter 1, verse 23. Man was not a living being until the moment God gave him life by breathing on him. Genesis 2 verse 7 sounds somewhat poetic when it describes this creative miracle. It says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Man cannot live without the breath of life, which is spirit. Spirit equals breath. For more on this subject, I would like to recommend my previous book, Breath of Life, which describes in detail how we become human beings. It's an artistic view of the melting together of spirit, soul and body into one human being. Man without breath is just a body. Think about the end of Jesus' life on the cross. Luke 23 verse 46 says, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Matthew 27:50 says, He gave up his spirit. In other words, the breath of life left him. Our spirit is the life we have in us. Without the spirit, without breath, we would be physically dead. Now the spirit of man is more than just breath. It's also our wisdom and communication center. The Apostle Paul has a fine way of explaining a bit more about our human spirit, as he does in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11, where he says, It's only a person's own spirit within him that knows all about him. In the same way, only God's spirit knows all about God. That sounds logical, right? My spirit knows all about me, and God's spirit knows all about him. That's wonderful, but how do we reach fullness of our spirit life? What does it mean that we can have fullness in union with Him? Is there more to our spirit than just breath? Is there more to my spirit than just giving me life? The answer is yes. The fullness of our spirit can be reached when we unite with God's spirit. This is such an awesome miracle in God's creation. It blows me away every time I think about it. It is one thing to have my own spirit in me, who knows all about me. But it's another thing to have God's spirit in me, who knows all about God. The Apostle Paul goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12, We have not received this world's spirit. Instead, we have received the spirit sent by God, so that we may know all that God has given us. So that we may know all that God has given us. We will know and understand through his spirit, which is a learning process that might take a lifetime. I'm sure, however, that having his spirit will definitely bring us closer to knowing and understanding a life in all its fullness. God gives us life by giving our bodies breath. Let's call it the natural birth, our first birth. That way we can operate in the natural realm. We can communicate with other people. However, God desires to give us another life, which is called the second birth. By awakening our spirit and giving our spirit breath, 
That way we can operate in the spiritual realm. We can communicate with God, who himself is spirit. Jesus explains this quite simply in John 3, verse 6, where he says, A person is born physically of human parents, but he is born spiritually of the spirit. He clearly speaks about two different kinds of birth, a physical birth and a spiritual one. We need to experience both in order to receive fullness of life. No matter how good and wonderful our natural life is, it will never ever be complete until we become spiritually alive in Jesus Christ. I know this new birth, commonly referred to as being born again, is laughed at by many people who have not experienced it. It used to be complete hocus-pocus to me until the day I surrendered. I gave my whole being over to God and I personally experienced the miracle of rebirth, as explained in Romans 8, verse 16. It says there, God's Spirit joins Himself to our spirits to declare that we are God's children. Many seekers for spiritual enlightenment are, without realizing it, following the way of the thief. They think that by taking in education, meditation and consultation, their spirits will develop. Although there's nothing wrong with educating and developing ourselves, something I would really encourage everyone to do, but by itself it means nothing. It should always be preceded by giving ourselves up to God. We should not just take in, we must give out or surrender our spirit and ask God to unite with us. Jesus, for example, wanted to give the disciples the fullness of a spiritual life before he left the earth, and he very clearly breathed the Holy Spirit on his disciples. John 20 verse 22 says, Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receiving God's Holy Spirit in us will make it possible to experience the fullness of life. Fullness in spirit means we can learn as much as possible about God. We can communicate with Him and we can hear His voice and learn His will for our lives. All too often, we feel the distance between God and man is awfully big. Could it be that we are trying to reach Him on our own accord? On our own conditions? Could it be that we never totally surrendered our spirit to His? Does the thief still rule over this part of your life? After all, it is possible to be a Christian and not have the spirit of the living God in you. In Ephesians 1.17, Paul prays for the believers and asks God to give them the spirit. They had faith, they had love, but not the spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we are not complete. In the same way as the church is not complete without acknowledging fullness of God in the Father, Son and Spirit. It functions, but it does not experience fullness. Receiving God's Spirit in our lives is easy according to the Bible. In Luke 11 verse 13 Jesus says, How much more than will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? If you are not sure you have experienced spiritual rebirth, ask God the Father for it. It might help to read Paul's prayer as written down in Ephesians 1 verse 15 till 17. 
He thanked God for the faith of the people in Ephesus, but wanted to make sure they all received the Spirit. He did not assume they had received the Spirit just because they became believers. He asked for it. Listen. For this reason, ever since I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped praying or giving thanks to God for you. I remember you in my prayers and ask the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, to give you the Spirit who will make you wise and reveal God to you so that you will know Him. That was Paul's prayer. If you have decided to turn away from a sinful lifestyle and if you have faith in Jesus Christ, it is no more than a logical step to ask Him for His Spirit to join yours. Believe me, spiritual rebirth is something you absolutely know for certain you have experienced. You just know that you know that you know. Be honest in your prayer and receive in faith. It is time to leave the ways of the thief behind, to give it all you've got. Jesus says, give and it will be given to you. We have to give our spirit to him in order to be united with God's spirit. The sixth and the eighth chapter of the book of Romans will explain this in more detail. Giving up our spirit means dying to ourselves and dying to our old sinful life only in order to receive a new and full life. Meditate on the following. Am I born again of the spirit? Am I willing to testify in public? What has the Spirit done in my life? Journal your thoughts.